Welcome to today's audio podcast, a sermon teaching from Grace Bible Church of Akron. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of GBC and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at gbcakron.org. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at gbcakron.org. That's I-N-F-O at gbcakron.org. Also, if you would like to support Grace Bible Church, you may do so by visiting gbcakron.org forward slash giving. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Good morning again. It's so good to see all of you here. You know, there was a guy, his name was Doug Larson. He was a journalist for a newspaper in Philadelphia. He passed away several years ago, but he wrote some pretty pithy sayings. And one thing that, that he said was that uh, wisdom is the reward we get when we would prefer to talk. Wisdom is the reward we get when we listen, when we would prefer to talk. Think about that for a moment. A lot of times we'd like to talk, wouldn't we? I mean, we all have something to say, especially if somebody's saying something to us. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to really listen in today's world. And if I were to ask you, why is it so hard to listen? Well, we immediately would say, well, because of all the noise. But you know what? It's, it's not external noise that keeps us from listening. It's the internal noise. It's the stuff that's going on inside of us. And uh, so... I, I want to mention some things this morning that keep us from listening. I know none of these things happen while you're here listening to me. But, but I think we should review them just in case, okay? One thing that keeps us from listening is anxiety. When we are anxious inside, we're worried about what's going on in life or we're worried about what's going on in the world, that makes it hard for us to listen. Another thing that can, can get in the way, believe it or not, is self-centeredness. Self-centeredness will keep us from listening to people because we focus on our own thoughts rather than what someone is saying to us. I know that never happens in here, right? But do you you find yourself doing that sometimes? Focusing on what you're going to say as opposed to what someone is saying to us. Sometimes it's mental laziness. Sometimes we mentally we're just tired or we're lazy and we don't want to hear. It's an, unwilling, it's an unwillingness to listen because what someone is saying is requiring us to think. And believe it or not, we don't like to think. And so sometimes we just get lazy with that and we don't listen. Sometimes what gets in the way is boredom. You know, uh, we, we're just not interested in what's being said. And so we don't listen. Sometimes what gets in the way is a sense of superiority. I like this one. That's a, that's a big thing of internal noise that we have sometimes. It's, it's, belie- it's the belief that, that whoever is talking to us, they have nothing to say that I can learn from. I already know everything. As, and I, I, think, I think that person that's speaking, I, 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 I could probably teach them if they'd just shut up and listen. I'm sure that never happens to any of us. Sure, that never happens. Sometimes it's a a cognitive dissonance. Uh, We only hear what we expect to hear 
or we take what we hear and shape it into our own beliefs. We take the information and we transform it to make it say what we want it to say. And we never really hear what's being said. Sometimes what happens is just an impatience. We just grow impatient listening. It's taking too long. <laughs> it's, it's, it's taking too long for whatever is being said to us to get out. And so we grow impatient. The reason I bring all of this up is because when Jesus was talking to people, he was always telling them to listen. He was constantly saying, listen to what I have to say. Listen. And those crowds, they dealt with the same issues that I just mentioned to you when it came to not hearing what he was saying. And here's what's really interesting about Jesus. Jesus said, listen to me. He did not say, watch me. And, and the reason I find that so interesting is because he could do miracles. He could do miracles. He could do things that nobody else had ever done. He could have easily said, watch this. But he didn't. He said, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to me. And sometimes what you and I need to do is we need to listen to God's word. It's interesting that he left us a book of words, not a book of pictures, not a streaming video service. He left us words. And we have to listen to his words. The reason I think this is so important is because Jesus explicitly says that if we're going to see God, if we're going to see God in life, we have to look through our ears. That's how we see God. We, we see him by looking through our ears and listening to what he said. In Mark chapter 4, really the entire chapter mostly is Jesus talking to a large crowd. And notice what he says to this crowd. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Again, he pleads with them. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm telling you. Jesus used a common household item, an item that was common in the Middle East and households at that time, to describe who he was and what he was doing. And this household item was a lamp. These, these Household lamps, they were uh, made out of clay, and a lot of times they, uh, there was like a little bowl that closed at the top, and it had a, had a spout for an opening, and they would take a wick, and they would drop it through that spout, and they would light the, that one end of the wick, and it would draw the oil out of the lamp, and it would provide light inside the house. And the only way that the lamp was any good is if it was using itself up. Okay? In other words, whatever was in it had, to, it had to be consumed for the light to be produced, for it to be able to provide uh, the ability for people to see. And Jesus said, I'm like that lamp. 
I'm like that lamp. I, 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 I know this term I'm about to use is used in a different way today, but Jesus is literally saying, I'm lit. Okay? But it's not the kind of lit we're thinking of. Jesus said, I am lit and I am here. I'm providing light to who God is so that you can see God. And he said, when you take a lamp, and, and, and he's talking about their households and, and their homes. He said, when you brought a lamp out you, when, and you lit it, you didn't hide the lamp. You didn't, you didn't put it under something so that the light was concealed. You, you, didn't, you, you didn't hide it somewhere in the house. No, you, you would place that lamp in the house. You would place it in a place where it provided the most light for people to see. And Jesus said, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm like a lamp in a house, and I've been lit so that people can see God. But to see him, you must listen to what I'm saying. That's what Jesus was saying to this crowd. And that leads us to our first observation is simply this, that to see God, we must listen to Jesus. If we're going to see God in our life, listen, I don't, I don't know anyone who, who goes to church anyway, and even a lot of people who don't go to church. A lot of people would say, I want to see God. I want, I want to know that he exists. I want, to, I, want to, I want to do more than just know that he exists. I want to know that he has a hand in my life. I want to know that he's, that he's working in my life and that, and that he's, he's bringing about his purpose and his plan. I want to know. I want to see. Listen, if you want to see Jesus, if you want to see God, you've got to listen to Jesus. That, that's how we see God in life, is by listening to what Jesus had to say. There's been all kinds of studies done about listening. I did just a quick, a quick search this week on listening. Did you know 35 different major studies by universities and, and by companies here in the U.S., 35 major studies all came to the same conclusion that people who listen well are generally successful people. If you, if you take the most successful people in the United States and you were to figure out the traits as to what made them a successful person, the one trait that they all share is listening. They're good listeners. They absorb what has been said to them or what they're reading they absorb it. They take it in. And it leads them to being a successful person in their field of whatever expertise they're involved in. Here's an interesting thing about listening that I came across. A little fun fact. That when men listen, only one side of their brain is engaged. When women listen, both sides are engaged. We see that happening pretty regularly, don't we? Yeah, isn't that kind of fun? But it's true. Listening is so important. Do you realize that without hearing, we never learn to speak? Think about that. You ever thought about it? Babies start listening long before they start speaking. And that's how they learn to speak. It's by listening. Think about what that means for our prayer lives. 
I hear people say all the time, I don't know how to pray. I, I feel like my prayers bounce off the ceiling. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm doing it right. I, I don't feel like it's making any difference. I would dare say our listening impacts our speaking. If we, if we want our prayers to be different, it starts with listening to what Jesus said. If we listen to what he said, we know what to pray about. I don't know, it's just a thought. When it comes to listening, we know that people who listen very poorly also read very poorly. That explains a lot about reading the Bible, doesn't it? If we don't listen well, we don't read very well. We know that, that people who don't listen very well, they don't have very good communication skills either. It's not that they don't know how to talk. It's that they don't know how to communicate. There's a difference between talking and communicating. People who don't listen very well, they have reduced learning. In other words, they they. they they cap out pretty quick. If, if we're not willing to listen, there's a cap on our learning because 85% of what we know comes through what we listen to. So think about all of this in, in, our relation, in, in, our, in our relationship with God and our ability to interact with God, to see God in life. If, if we're not willing to listen to Him, well, then we're not willing to learn from him. We're not willing to communicate with him. We're not willing to, to interact with him in a way. We, it all starts with listening, and that's what Jesus is saying. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. If, if, if you want to see God, if I want to see God, it starts with listening to Jesus so that we can see God in our life. Jesus doesn't stop here. Notice what he says next in the next verse. He says, consider carefully what you hear. He continued. Listen to me very carefully, okay? It's kind of funny. I keep saying listen, don't I? I say that a lot. As I've been preparing for this, I realize I say listen a lot. And, and I, I don't know. I didn't plan it that way. It just happens that way. But if, if you don't hear anything else this morning, hear this one thing. We listen to learn, not to affirm what we think we already know. Did you catch that? Because this is huge in our society right now. We listen to learn, not to affirm what we think we already know. How does that play out in our life? Jesus said, be careful how you listen. How, how did he say it? Be, consider carefully what you hear because we get to choose what we hear. And most of us only want to hear what we believe we already know. That's why you only watch one news channel. That's why we only listen to certain people. They're going to tell us what we already want to hear. 
And too many of us have turned listening into, I'm only going to listen to people who explain the world to me the way I want to hear it. And Jesus said, be careful when you do that. Because let me tell you something. Jesus doesn't always explain the world the way we want to hear it. And unfortunately, in the church today, what is happening more and more in the American church is if if we really listen to Jesus and we really interpret what he's saying, more and more people don't want to hear it that way. I want to go somewhere, I want to go to some church that will tell me, I want to listen to some preacher that will explain it to me the way I want to hear it, not the way it is really being said. And Jesus says, Consider carefully what you hear. Did you know right now that if you believe the earth is flat, there are people in the world who will tell you it's flat. If you believe Elvis is alive, there are people in the world whom you can find that will tell you Elvis is alive. If you believe aliens live among us, You can find people in the world who will tell you right now that is absolutely the truth. They will tell you what you want to hear. The problem is, is we do that with our faith. We do that with our politics. We do it with our stances on social issues. We do it with the way we treat people who are different than us. We do it with, with, when it comes to, to interacting with people who see the world differently than the way we see it. And instead of listening and learning, we shut it out and we say, no, 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 la, 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 la. If you're not going to say it like I want to hear it, I'm not listening to you. But here's the danger. We do that to Jesus. We do it to him. And he says, consider carefully what you hear. He goes on to say, look at this, don't miss this. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is literally saying, if we listen to him We will see more and understand more of him. But if we don't, even what we understand, we will lose if we fail to listen to Jesus. Do you see the importance of that? Do you see the significance of what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying, be careful what you listen to because the measure in which you use it Either more will be given to you, or you will lose what you already have. Jesus is talking about our ability to spiritually comprehend what he is doing, who he is, and what he is about. And Jesus is saying, if we listen to him more, we will understand more, and we will see more of God. But if we tune him out, even what we think we know, we lose. It kind of works like uh, money in some ways. You know, if you take money, some, some of you in here are going to understand this term, the term of compounded interest, right? 
You understand what compounded interest is. You take money, you invest it in something, and there's interest that that money draws. And if you leave it in that investment, then the money that it gains is it's just compounded. It just keeps gaining. And, and the, the term is, is that the money works for itself, right? You're not having to do anything. Money is gaining more money because it, the compound interest that is gaining up on top of that. Listening to Jesus is like that. If we listen to Jesus, we learn more. And as we learn more and we keep listening, it just compounds interest. We, we learn more. But if we stop listening, then it turns, it's not compounded interest. It turns into a recession. You know what a recession is, right? Recession is when our money starts losing its value. And when you and I, when we start tuning Jesus out, or when we start saying, I'm only going to listen to the parts of Jesus I want to hear, or I'm only going to take Jesus' words and twist them to make them say what I want to hear so I can make the world look like I want it to look. When, when we do that, what we know about God begins to shrink. That's a recession. Do you know what a depression is? A depression is a failed economy. It's not, it's not working anymore. And some people, when, when we reach the place that we refuse to listen to Jesus, we refuse to hear what he has to say, we, we refuse to let his words be his words. And we stay there. We enter a spiritual depression. It's a system that doesn't work. There's nothing happening there anymore. That's what Jesus is talking about in this passage. It leads to the second observation, and that is to see more of God, listen more to Jesus. It's pretty simple. That if you and I, if we want to see more of God in our life, we must listen to more of Jesus. And listening more to Jesus, folks, listen to me. I'm, I'm all for the things that, that come out in, in Christian entertainment, you know, things like The Chosen. That, that's a great that's a great little video series, but that's not reading the Bible. That's not the same. I'm not saying God can't use that. to Absolutely, he can, but that should never replace us listening to Jesus. Listening to Jesus. If we want to see more of God, we must listen more to Jesus. And to truly listen to Jesus, we have to avoid in one ear out the other listening. If you have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In one ear out the other listening, it just passes through. There's no filter that catches anything. It just goes in one ear out the other. And we have to avoid that spiritually when we're listening to the Lord. Look at what Jesus goes on to say to the crowd here today. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, and though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. And Jesus is speaking to an agricultural crowd, and they completely understand what it means 
to plant seed. They understand that if you take a seed and you plant it in the ground, something will grow there. They understand that that seed needs certain conditions to meet its greatest potential. They understand that, but they don't understand how it happens. They don't understand the actual process of growth. They understand that there's conditions for growth, but, but they know there's nothing they can do to make it grow. It's kind of like raising a child. There are conditions that, that if you give a child enough food and enough water, they're going to grow, but I can't make them be 6'5". We have no idea where the process is going to stop. We just know that growth will happen. We don't know ex exactly what it's going to look like or exactly how it unfolds. That's what Jesus is talking about. They don't understand how it works. How does it work that if I listen to Jesus, I'm going to see God? How does that work? I don't know. I just know it works. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying to the crowd, listen, the kingdom of God is like a guy who goes out and plants seed. You guys know that if he throws seed out in the dirt and conditions are good, something's going to grow. But you don't, have, you don't have any idea how big it's going to get. You don't have any idea what the harvest is going to look like. You don't understand the actual process of how a seed turns to dust, turns to a green plant and pops out of the ground. You just know that it works. And Jesus is saying, when you listen to me, you get to see God. And you don't understand it. It just works. It just does. We do this all the time. It leads to our third observation. Listening to Jesus works even though we may not understand how it works. It does work. And this whole concept, it's called faith. And we use faith all the time. We use faith all the time. And we don't understand how things work. I, I, I'm planning a trip right now to go to Uganda this summer. I'm going to get in a plane. I'm going to fly to Uganda. Okay, listen, I have no idea how the plane works. But I know it does. And, and by faith, I believe it'll take off and land appropriately. You know, and I, I don't know how it works. I just know that it works. Understanding the law of aerodynamics is not essential for me to get on a plane. I don't have to know. I, I got a guy that lives across the street from me. Uh, he's an elevator repairman. He repairs elevators. That's what he does. I have no idea how elevators work. I don't care. I still get in them, press the button, and it takes me where I want to go. I, I don't understand how it works. I don't understand the engineering behind an elevator. I don't understand uh, the design behind an elevator. I don't, I don't understand any of that. It doesn't matter. I just know it works. That's faith. Jesus is saying there's a lot of things that go on in the kingdom of God that if you just do what he says, it works. You may not understand how it works. It just does work. And that's faith. That's, that's what it means. Jesus says if you listen to me, if you listen to what I'm saying, if you, if you let, it, let it become a part of your life, you will see God. You will see him in your life. You will see him active in our world. You will see God. But it comes 
through listening to him. And Jesus goes on to say to the crowd as he's talking to them, he says, again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? He says, it is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants. With such big branches that the birds can perch in the shade, can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. See, the way Jesus talked to a crowd was different than the way that he talked to his disciples. That's true today, too. What we hear and hear is different than what we hear when we go here on our own. It's different. Jesus, in this parable, this last parable, when he talks about the mustard seed, Cherry's got some earrings that has a mustard seed on them. Don't know if she wore them today. I guess you can go see, ask her. <laughs> But it's little, they're little, little bitty seeds. And he said, these little seeds, you know, they grow to be the largest plant in your garden, so large that birds can come and hide in the shade, hide in the shadows of this, this big plant. Now on this day, Jesus shared this parable. It was the same day that he shared the parable of the soils or the parable of the farmer. And we, we looked at that parable last week. And in that parable, the birds represent Satan coming and swooping away the word of God. If we're going to stay consistent, then the bird in this parable, it's, it's, it's kind of talking about something that, that, that many times we don't talk about in church, but is a very big reality in our lives and, and, in, and, in, and in Christian organizations that, that we participate in. And that is that, that if we listen to the word of God, spiritual growth will happen. God's kingdom will grow individually. You'll grow as a person. But also God's kingdom in organizations will grow. And they'll get so large that Satan can even hide in the shadows. Hide in the shadows of our life. Hide in the shadows of the organizations that we're a part of, the churches that we're a part of. And he's there swooping in, taking away the word of God whenever he can. You see, we never reach a point, listen to me very carefully, we never reach a point in life that we spiritually grow to the place that Satan can't attack us anymore. What can happen is that we grow personally, or we grow within an organization, and such that, that we lose sight of what's in the shadows of an organization. And that's what Jesus is talking about here in this passage. That Satan has the ability to sneak into God's kingdom, sneak into our lives, and create havoc, even though we're listening to Jesus. It leads to this observation that, is that listening brings growth, which gives opportunity for Satan to hide in the shadows. 
this, we find this happening even in the New Testament as we read God's Word. Let me just share a passage with you out of Galatians. Paul went to, to, to Galatia. He planted a church there. That church began to grow. And notice what he wrote back to them. Just listen to these words. Paul wrote and said, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. He wrote that to a church. The way this happens to you and I is what I talked about at the very beginning. Sometimes we don't listen like we should. I, um, at the beginning of this year, I started reading and, and, and doing a, a deep dive study on 1 Thessalonians. I was thinking about that this morning, that here I am, I'm, I'm reading 1 Thessalonians. I became a believer, a follower of Christ when I was 12 years old. From the time that I was 12 to 19, 20 years old, uh, my, my walk with the Lord, I treated it more as a hobby than I did a serious pursuit. But even during that time, I, I read the Bible. I'm pretty sure I read 1 Thessalonians during that time. And then from the time of 1920 till, till, till now, I mean, I've, I, I consider myself to attempt to be a serious reader of God's Word. I have read 1 Thessalonians many times. And you know what the temptation is that I have? The temptation I have is, is why should I continue to read it? Has it changed? I mean, I, I've probably, literally, I've probably read it a dozen times. At least a dozen times I've read it. Why read it again? Why, why look at it again? I mean, the message hasn't changed. It's the same letter that I've read the other dozen times that I've read it. And the temptation for me is to look at that and say, Carrie, you don't need to do that. You don't need to study God's Word there. You don't need to read there. You already know what it says. To me, that's Satan hiding in the shadows. That's, that's him. Because I, I, I'm telling you, if that happens to me, I'm pretty sure that happens to all of us. All of us feel like that we've grown to a certain place where we think, you know what, I don't. I don't really need to read my Bible that consistently. I mean, I know what it says. It, hadn't, it doesn't change. I know how the story ends. And so what begins to happen to you and I is, is, that, is that our pride, our, our, our belief that we already know all that we need to know, that we've already heard all that we needed to hear from the Lord, well... We just stop listening. If we're not careful, we begin to experience that spiritual recession.
Sometimes, if we're not careful, you and I, we let the anxieties of the world keep us from listening. There's a lot going on in the world, isn't there? A lot of things to be anxious about. I mean, just open up your web browser, look at the news, turn on your TV, watch the news. There's a lot of things to be anxious about. They stir inside our heart. They make us feel all kinds of different things. Sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we get sad. Sometimes we think, oh my gosh, if the world would just listen to me. And we, and we get so amped up and worked up inside that we don't listen to this. And that's Satan hiding in the shadows of a believer's heart. Sometimes we truly are self-centered. The world's about me. It's not about God and what he's trying to do. As long as God speaks to me about what I want to hear about, I'll listen. That's how many of us operate. Sometimes it's just mental laziness. Sometimes God's answers aren't that simple. Sometimes they require us to strategize, to plan, to pray, to think things through. Yeah, I'm just too tired to do that. Somebody else can do it. Sometimes we don't listen because we're just bored. I mean, we live in a, in a Netflix world. We live in a world that entertains. Come on, entertain me, Lord. Give me something special and flashy and new. Give me, give me something that, that others don't see. I'm bored with the words. And so we don't listen. Sometimes, sometimes it's a sense of superiority. We would never say it. But honestly, a lot of times we simply wrestle with the fact that if we were in charge of the world, it would look different than it does now. God surely must have something wrong to be letting it unfold the way that it's unfolding. So why should I listen to all this stuff about faith and love and peace and unity? It's never going to happen. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to bring peace to my home and peace to my life. Sometimes it's, it really is just cognitive dissonance where, where we just... We just say, okay, I'm going to listen to God, but everything he says, I'm going to shape it and make it say what I want it to say. I'm going to twist it and make it say what the, the way I think the world should unfold. Folks, this is happening right now with all of your end times people. They're just taking parts of the Bible, twisting it and making it say what they want to say so you will listen to them a little bit more, so that you will send them a little more money. Read 1 Thessalonians. Did you know in 1 Thessalonians, every chapter of 1 Thessalonians talks about Jesus coming back? Every one of them. And do you know what it says? We don't know when it's going to happen. I don't care what's happening on your evening news. There is no forerunner that tells us when he's coming back. Oh, but we want to take the word of God and shape it, make it say what we want it to say. Sometimes it's just impatience. God, would you hurry up and just fix it? 
will you hurry up and just tell me what I need to know so I can fix it in my life? And when he doesn't work as fast as we want him to work, we just stop listening. We just stop. Folks, I'm telling you, you and I, if we want to see more of God, we must listen to Jesus. We see the light by looking through our ears. That's how this works. That's how, that's how it works. That's how it unfolds. I encourage you to listen to Jesus. Get in the Word and listen to Him. And you will see God. Let me leave you with a prayer. It says, Lord Jesus, I desire to listen to you and see God working in my life and in the world. Guard me from seeking out talking heads who tell me what I want to hear. Give me a hunger for your words. Increase my faith to trust you even when I don't understand how you are working. Protect me from Satan's attacks. Don't let me grow weary of learning new lessons from your bottomless sea of truth. I pray it in Jesus' name. I hope that can be your prayer this week. Listen, we would love to connect with you at Grace Bible Church. I hope that you would consider connecting with us. Again, the easiest way for that to happen is to text the word CONNECT to 330-400-2869. And what we'll do is listen to Jesus together. We'll listen together. And we'll see how God is working in our lives and in this world. God bless you. Thank you for being at Grace Bible Church today. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.